Welcome to the podcast of JanetMichelle.com. Tune in and hear from women representing diverse business industries, sharing their glow up moments, imparting knowledge, and offering tips that support women in becoming the best version of themselves in life and business. This is a podcast you do not want to miss. Hey, 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 it's your blogger bestie, Janet Michelle, and I hope you are doing well uh, during the month of October. Just come upon us. Well, this podcast, guys, is going to be a little bit different, and what I mean by that is, you know, October is a month that we typically uh, acknowledge domestic violence survivors, and so I myself am a domestic violence survivor, and every year I share my story, but this year I wanted to do just a little bit different and go a little bit deeper and sort of share my journey for healing uh, after coming out of that event. And so the podcast for the month of October, they're going to be, you know, kind of sharing my story and other women stories as well. It's the goal of maybe hoping we can encourage someone, uplift, empower them if they're in a situation or they've gotten out and they need that. All right. So lately, the oh, and if you follow if you follow JanetMichelle.com, if you follow me on Instagram, the blog, subscribe to the newsletter, then you'll know that I've been sharing the beginning, uh, like the actually going through it. I've, I share that just about every year. So if you're feeling like I feel like I'm missing something, you can check it out on the blog at jennamichelle.com, uh, the first half, and then you'll have the podcast to kind of, kind of make it all fall together. If that makes sense for you. So lately though, the phrase, the will to live has just really been, uh, in my mind. And, um, it's been on my mind a lot lately. And for me, when I, when I sat and meditate on it, it's meant a lot of things. And lately it's meant that, uh, me, while everything in my life suggested that I should give up, I didn't, you know, surviving traumatic life experiences is one thing, but find it, to find healing from those experiences is an entire different journey. And honestly, it's a journey that I do still find myself on. And so, again, I just want to take the moment during Domestic Violence Awareness Month to share some nuggets that have helped me through my journey of healing. So after I finally left the relationship, I had to put the broken pieces back together, honestly. However, I was nowhere near equipped to do that. I mean, in a perfect world, I would have had several months to figure everything out and heal properly. You know what? But it just, it didn't happen that way for me. In my life, honestly, at that time, it was very unstable. So I did, I just didn't have time to stop and think about what I got out of because I was too busy worrying about where my son and I would sleep compounded by the fact that I was still in high school when I was going through this and then uh, I had a lot of stuff going on so instead I started piling on one negative experience after another and like most women we work through pain and trauma until something forces us to deal with it. I mean, that's just the reality. Of it. We will go, 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 and go until, you know, there's something that gets our attention that makes us absolutely have to be still and start to deal with our mess or deal with what we got going on, right? So getting to know and love myself all over again, it did not start until much later in life. And my breaking point came when I realized how verbally abusive I had become. Yeah, <laughs> I had been. Uh, how, it, that, that's what it was for me. It's almost like you just get sick of yourself, you know. And um, yeah. <laughs> 
And so I I was so quick tempered and I noticed and I would say things that I knew were heard and did not have any regrets about it. Uh, I just did not like the woman that was staring back at me in the mirror. I did it. Everything was it just wasn't just fine, you know, and it was just time to deal in a major way. It was time. And because I know I had three lives that I was responsible for, I had to deal. It was time. And I just remember walking in the hallway one morning and falling to my knees in tears. And I cried loudly and I asked God for help. And I asked him to show me how to love the way he does. Help me be slow to anger and quick to forgive. Help me use my words to build others up and not break them down. And to love and nurture my children the way that they deserve to be loved and to pursue peace. I Yeah, <laughs> I had a lot of ads. I know God was probably like, angels, grab me a pig. This child got a luxury list of requests. <laughs> I was just sick of myself, y'all. I really, I just, I just wanted to be a better person. I wanted to be a better person. You know, and sometimes in that quest to be better, hey, when it's time to let all on the line and get that healing, you let all out on the line and get that healing. So... I was sick of me, but I wanted to love me and I wanted to love others around me. And I knew uh, I knew what self-hate could do because I attempted suicide and I shared that earlier in my story as well. So I knew what uh, continued self-hate could do. And I just uh, I wasn't trying to take that path. Right. I was angry. I was bitter and I was wanting revenge. And, you know, and I'm thankful, though, that my quest, my request for help did not fall on deaf ears because the work began immediately. Now, change did not occur overnight but the correction and the guidance it came swiftly because I needed help you know what I mean so one of the first things I was prompted to address was unforgiveness I grabbed my journal and I wrote down a list of people who had wronged me and those of those who I had wronged them. And the but the first person on that list was myself. I forgave myself for allowing people to violate my body and believing the hurtful things that people spoke over my life. That cloud of this must be happening because I did X, Y, and Z, it dissipated. It was gone because that was that guilt that I was carrying that I no longer needed to carry. I asked my children for forgiveness for being overly harsh and chastising out of anger because there's a difference in chastising your child and, and it's done in love and it's not done at a time when you're frustrated and angry and now you're taking out that frustration and anger on your children. That is not okay. That's not okay. Deal with your anger first. Now, and I still maintain order in my household, but I also understood that I did not want to rear children that would turn into damaged adults. I just did not. Right. So starting with forgiveness was the foundation of allowing in and being capable of giving love back. And and what love taught me, uh, it taught me patience. It taught me understanding. It taught me acceptance. It taught me gentleness. It taught me empathy and perseverance, all of which I deeply needed. I needed. And those things would reveal themselves as I, the longer I lived. And so the next phase was figuring out why I so desperately craved the love, admonishment, and security of a man. Well, I, I got that answer too. <laughs> because my formative years, you know, those early years, uh, 12, 13, 14, they were broken. And the steady love and affection from one person, from one person, the one person responsible uh, for 
establishing that foundational healthy father-daughter relationship it just it didn't exist and neither did me witnessing a man demonstrate how to treat a woman properly me watching my mom experience domestic violence and indiscretions yet remaining in the relationship communicated that that behavior must it must be okay that it, it communicated to me that the behavior was acceptable because she stayed. So I thought men could fill that void and I accepted that toxic behavior. One relationship after another. I just accepted it because that was normal in my eyes, right? According to what I had witnessed. And even if for a glimmer of a moment, I could witness different. I spent the majority of my years in that house absorbing those behaviors and Things of that nature. So that's what I took in the most. And I had to acknowledge that violence in a relationship was not love regardless of what was provided. Um, And what I ended up doing is just embracing my relationship with God even more. And I trusted that whatever I continued to lack, he would provide both spiritually and physically. And he did. I gave myself permission to receive the love that others had for me and break the cycle. I I acknowledged the love that that surrounded me with my children and my immediate family. And this at this part of the journey, it actually sparked like a three year uh, celibacy journey. Mm. <laughs> but to this day, I remember that as being one of the best experiences I have ever had. I'm so serious, y'all. It is it's, everything just became so crystal clear. Uh, my self-love was on 100. I excelled personally and professionally. I became a better mother uh, once I was able to truly love myself because I could then begin to pour out to others. And as I stated before, uh, the journey, it did not occur overnight. I stumbled quite a few times on the way. I was so used to walking in dysfunction, I guess, and that this new thing, it just felt really odd. You know, and it can be like that. You're used to things just not just being the way they are. So when a new thing comes and it happens in your in your life, it feels odd. And I learned that on this journey that rejection was a trigger for me I would just fall to pieces after being rejected eventually I had to get some affirmations under my belt to help counteract that rejection (laughs) and some of my favorites I'll share them with you I have four is I am loved needed and wanted number two love surrounds me constantly number three I am not a slave to acceptance and number four God is with me and I will never be alone. Those are my four absolute favorite affirmations that I that I that I I had to bring in as part of my tool belt. Again, it was to counteract that rejection because you know what? You go through life, rejection happens. It could be a job, you know, you're not getting a position, job not working out for you. Um, a, a bad breakup, you know what I'm saying? People, family, loved ones rejecting you. It could be a number of things. So to counter, you have to, I had to learn how to counteract that and not take on, you know, so much of those negative feelings and affirmations help me. All right. So, and, and I, what I learned is that when you're, when you're strengthened and healthy, um, when you're feeling strengthened and healthy, enough you end up encouraging others and that part of my journey came next um and it started at home though I mean I will be intentional about uplifting and empowering my children with my words and actions then I ended up starting my career first 
as a case manager at a neighborhood family center, then as an academic advisor and mentor at the local college. And talk about needing to be equipped. If, had I, you know, had I did that stuff years ago, I couldn't have equipped nobody because I was so empty and I was so broken. Right? I was just empty and broken. But uh, when I got those jobs, I mean, some some of the people that came in con- that I came in contact with while I held those positions, they were dealing with some heavy issues, and they were in need of some major encouragement. And I and like I said, I could not have done that in my old state. I was too empty. And the other beautiful a part about about it was that I discovered that in uplifting others it kept me encouraged and helped me maintain a positive outlook on life <laughs> I guess God already knew all of that it was just new to me and old to him <laughs> now remember some of this stuff is happening years on down the line it didn't happen overnight but it happened and so it just reinforces the idea that you know healing it does take time and it doesn't take it's not an overnight process and that that's completely okay the other interesting thing that happened was that my dreams about my life grew bigger isn't that something you know but when I think about it all those things that were spoken to me they were they they did the exact opposite I I couldn't dream, you know, it was hard for me to dream and see past where I was or to expect anything different because of what was spoken over me. And that's why words, they are so powerful. Words are so powerful. I don't care what people say. Words can break down the biggest and the baddest. Words are powerful, right? So, but like, like I said, my dreams... Going through this journey, uh, my dreams about my life, they grew bigger. I saw myself different and wanted, I wanted different experiences in life, not just for me though, but for my children as well. And I believed that I was capable of better and I pursued better. Um, I ended up graduating from college with my master's degree and starting a business. My education journey was a lesson. That was a lesson within itself, um, considering the fact that, like I said, I was in high school when a lot of that stuff was going on. So, um, the focus, you know, I finished high school. Thank God I did graduate and it was hard. I was a young mom, um, and with the unstable living environment and, um, I could have dropped out, but I didn't. So that feat within itself was hard, but college was never the topic when I was meeting with my high school guidance counselors. It just wasn't a topic for me. You know, as far as some people were concerned, I was just supposed to have babies and just be on welfare to remain on my life. So college wasn't necessarily, it just wasn't, you know, it, it didn't seem like that would be in the cards for me. So, um, I got my AA degree, and when I first went back to school, I tried three times. The first two times, I quit. I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't do it. And the third time, you know, I knew uh, my history. I'm like, and I just prayed. I was like, you know, you know, God, I just pray that I pass these tests, and you know, that I, I get in. And so. I went and took my test, and I tested at college level, and everything except math, which, you know what, math, I I hated math in school. I shied away from it, so I understood it, and it was okay, and I needed the refresher in math anyway, so I embraced it. So I ended up um, getting my AA degree, um, and then I got my bachelor's, and then I got my master's degree, and taking care of three children as a single mom and going to school full-time, it was tough. Uh, The thought of walking across the stage in my cap and gown, 
um, while my children sat in the audience, that really was my food, my fuel to finish. And finish I did. Like I, anytime I would feel myself getting frustrated, I just kept that image in my mind of me walking across that stage, accepting my degree, and my babies sitting in the audience being proud of their mom for making that accomplishment. And they just remind me often of just how much I inspire them, my children, they do. And our relationship now is so beautiful. And my children, they are my blessings. I firmly believe that. And I love them with everything in me. I do. I do. (laughs) So my will to live is stronger than ever. And I'm so glad that I embraced my healing journey. And I encourage you to start yours and be the person you were designed to be. You know what I'm saying? I don't try uh, as best you can um, ask for help on that journey you you know you might not be a spiritual person I don't know but if there's somebody in your circle um that's you know full of wisdom um how positive energy and vibes and stuff gravitate you know gravitate and or just just you know don't be afraid to ask for help on that journey or be open and healing to uh, open to the healing process altogether And sometimes it's painful because, like I said, on that journey, because sometimes you revisit stuff and you have to look at the truth for who you are and and the things that you allowed or did not allow in your life. And you got to deal, you know, you have to deal. And that's okay. And I know for me, I had to be honest with myself. I was just tired. (laughs) I was like, I'm tired. I don't like this person looking at, you know, staring back in the mirror. I want to do better. I want to treat people better. You know, I want to create new normals for me and my children. I just want it better. So that's the, you know, that's the first thing is wanting better. Wanting to be better, wanting to do better in life, uh, I believe, is where that healing Uh, that true healing starts and then the second uh and then of course forgiveness forgiving starting with forgiving yourself you know you have to forgive yourself because sometimes I think we're so hard and we take on ownership of so many things that just were not our fault right we were born and we existed and because somebody else had other motives or were taught differently you know they impacted the way you were navigating through life so that some of that stuff is just not your fault and there's no sense in carrying that and maintaining ownership of it it does not belong to you give it back (laughs) give it back forgive yourself and forgive them if that's what you need to move forward you know and if you're not ready to that's okay too but at least you acknowledge that it needs to happen right And then the other part is committing just to do when you have that healing, when you're getting that good foot, when you're feeling good on the inside, good vibes are swinging. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You're feeling good. It's to give it back. Give that encouragement back. Lift up others if you can. Um, You know what I'm saying? Give that advice. Give that wisdom because someone may be going through what you've been through and you've been through it and you survived it. So you have, excuse me, the ability to give it back. Right. So. I just wanted to uh, share that with you. Those, if you know me, then you know I have a book, uh, Finding My Happy, Chucking the Deuces to Toxic Thinking. And in that book, I just talk about um, different experiences in life that kind of help shape my thinking on what, how I looked at myself as a leader, um, why I gravitated towards unhealthy relationships, getting over abandonment issues. Like it really, my book talks about that. 
in a great my book talks about that um a little bit more in depth or I share my I share I share I share my stories with the hopes of encouraging others to not allow those toxic thoughts to keep you from progressing in life because mine's did you know like I like I said you know certain things were just spoken over me and certain things happened in my life where I allowed them to um um impact me mentally and and there are some unhealthy and toxic thoughts that I had to get rid of. And I did, you know, thank God I did. And so and I became a better person because of them. So you can purchase the book at FindingMyHappy.net. Um, it's also available on Amazon and I think it's on Kindle. Yeah, I think it's on Kindle. You can purchase it there again. That's FindingMyHappy.net. And uh, you can find it on uh, Amazon as well. Well, that's it for me. You could catch me at JanetMichelle.com or you can subscribe to the newsletter at JanetMichelle.com. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Janet Michelle. Uh, Janet Michelle blog on Instagram is where you can you can find me. And uh, you can find me at Janet Michelle blog on uh, Facebook as well. So I just want to, uh, again, remind you uh, that this month is Domestic Violence, Aware- Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And um, if you know someone that is in a situation, you're in it yourself, don't suffer in silence. Make sure you get help. Um, and uh, the National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-7233. You can find some help at that line. And I just want to leave you with a few stats. The first stat is females ages 18 to 24 and 25 to 34 are generally experience, generally experience the highest rate of intimate partner violence. All right. And... Two-thirds, 66.2% of female victims of stalking were stalked by a a current or former intimate partner. So, again, just remember, um, if you're out there, get some help. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. And be determined to be a better person. And, again, I'm going to leave you with that number, the National Domestic Violence Hotline number. It's 1-800-799-7233. All right, good people. It's been real. Take care. And don't forget to download, to subscribe to our podcast, download it, and share this one. Especially, uh, again, if you know someone that may could benefit it or going through it, you can feel free to share this podcast. All right. Until next time, take care, good people. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that subscribe button and share what you loved or learned with us on Instagram at Janet Michelle blog. Stay in touch by joining our glow up game mailing list at JanetMichelle.com.